0: chapter 8. And uh, I want to look at some things as it is uh, in regards to this subject, the dimension of faith, the dimension of faith. Nearly 30 years ago, the Lord said the vision for our life and ministry was to build people's faith and frame their worlds by the Word of God. You know, the last two Sunday mornings and, well, last Sunday night as well, we had tremendous meetings, tremendous uh, services, and uh, a large part of that is the spirit of faith that's present in the speakers. And uh, I say that because the Lord helped me see a number of years ago that there's a dimension of faith. And... uh, Everything, everything that a person may need is in that dimension, and uh, there's a way. There are there are keys to receiving out of that dimension. the The barrier between the natural and the spirit is really thin. There's not this great gulf. The the spiritual dimension exists right here where we're at. It just has to be seen. If I can learn and educate myself from the Word, how to access what's in that dimension of faith, everything changes. See, there's a mistaken concept that somebody's faith didn't work. You don't know that person. Faith always works. Hallelujah. There's a wonderful book called Every Day is a Faith Day. And it'll tell you how that happens. But I've had people say, well, you know, that guy had a faith failure. No, he didn't. We, I taught that series here about faith failures and how there's really no such thing as a faith failure. There are reasons that a person's faith was not able to operate. But faith didn't fail. Faith can't fail. Number one, it's God's faith. Number two, it comes from God's word. Well, Jesus told Peter that he had prayed for him that his faith wouldn't fail. Did it? Did it fail? No, didn't. Did not fail. If I can learn how to do this, and we can, glory to God, everything changes. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and uh, said, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Hallelujah. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, this is important because he says, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, there's a phrase. I use it. I always use it. I still use it. I'm not making light of it, but we'll say the Word is enough. I need no other evidence than what the Word says. The Word is enough. We even sing a song called The Word is Enough. But here's the thing. Verse 9 starts off with a conjunction. For. All right? He says, speak the Word only and my servant will be healed. For. I am a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. Now I'm going to emphasize this for a reason. I know you can read it, but I'm going to emphasize it. And I say to this man, I'm a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. And I say to this man, what does he say? Go Oh, and he goes. And to another, we can add, I say, come. Uh, Yeah, and he comes. And to my servant, I say, do this. And when you know it, he does it. Hallelujah. Jesus heard it. When he heard it, he marveled and said, To them that followed, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Now, the man said, I understand authority, and Jesus equated it with faith. The man said something. I understand how authority works. And Jesus said it was faith. This man understood something. If I say go, he goes. Right? If I say come, he comes. If I say do this, he does it. Is that right? We get a pattern here. If I say go, it goes. If I say come, it comes if i say to the circumstance do this it does it see in 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 our circles we know a lot about words but understand this we don't know as much about authority as we need to know And and that is one of the access points to the dimension of faith. We're going to go through the scripture tonight. But if you say it, it's going to happen. Not because you're saved only. Not because you're filled with the Holy Ghost only. Not because you believe what you'll That you'll have what you say only. Those are all play into it. But it's because you are a man or a woman of flesh and blood. And God gave authority and dominion to a man of flesh and blood. And he never took it back. Adam gave it away. Now, follow me. We're going to look at this in a moment. Adam gave it away. God never took it back. Read, read the account. God never said to Adam, boy, Adam, you blew it. I'm taking all your authority. I'm taking all your dominion away. It's not what he said. I said, that's not what he said. If God had taken it away from man, a man could have never brought it back. Because he didn't have a right to it. What God takes, you no longer have a right to. When you said, Lord, take my life and use it. You no longer have a right to do whatever you want to do with your life. You gave it to God. People struggle with their Christianity because they're trying to live a life their way that they gave to God. Hallelujah. When, when, when God gave you authority and dominion, and when you say, we could use it in these terms, the wrong thing, and you get the wrong thing, it doesn't do you any good to rebuke the devil. Pray in tongues, you got to change what you're saying. Not because it's negative or positive, but because of the authority that's behind what you're saying. Your mouth is like a loaded gun. You have so much authority that was given to you by God just by virtue of being a human being on this planet that you can change your entire world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why you'll hear somebody in the natural. They'll get a hold of some positive thinking concepts. Amen. There, uh, a man wrote a book many, many years ago. He, he interviewed six or seven or eight of the greatest men of his day. He interviewed uh, uh, Henry Ford and Harvey Firestone and, and uh, 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 J.P. Morgan and all of these men, titans of their day. name was Napoleon Hill. And he wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. Well, you would be amazed at the biblical principles that are in that book that will work for you. And people have taken it in the secular world and made millions off that book, and they they aren't born again. They don't have the, the, they're not infilled with the Holy Ghost. But understand something. When even a fallen man, even man without a relationship with Jesus Christ, his authority was never taken from him. You hear what I'm saying? And when, when he's willing to say the right thing, those natural things can align. Now, it's fleeting. You, you understand what I mean by that? Because there's no substance to it. Glory to God. Say this out loud. Say, if I say go, it goes. If I say come, it comes. If I say change, it changes. That's it. I say that's it. There's not one self-respecting parent that goes and gives their child a direction that doesn't expect it to happen. Right? If, if, If I go in my child's room and I say dinner's on the table, Come on, let's eat. I expect to hear, okay, and here we go. Right? Not, I'll be there in a bit. When I'm done. Now listen, people say, oh, they didn't do what they were told. Here you go. They usurped the authority. Your circumstances Are not supposed to be usurping your authority. When you say go, they're supposed to go. Hallelujah. Look uh, in uh, Genesis chapter 2. Am I helping you? The dimension. Of faith. Genesis chapter 2. And verse 19. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field. And every fowl of the air. And brought them to Adam. To see what he would call them. And whatever Adam. Now it's important to translate and meditate. Because Adam is translated, the man, ish. The man, in Hebrew it's ish. God, whatever the man called, whatever the man, this is so important, it wasn't an elephant till Adam called it an elephant. It wasn't a squirrel till Adam called it. Squirrel. You get it? Some of y'all got it. Right? It it wasn't a horse till Adam called it. Well, why didn't God call it? Here's the question for you. Who was going to be interacting every day with those animals? The man. Who needed authority and dominion over them? The man. He called it what it needed to be called. And God brought it to the man, and he called it. If you're saying that if if a person is trying to believe God, or they say they're believing God, and they're not calling, then they're not using their authority and they're not accessing the faith dimension. The Lord showed my wife a picture one time. He, she said she was believing God. And she, she told the Lord, She said, Lord, I'm believing what you said. And in the spirit, she saw, she saw this. She saw the Lord going, If I'm not calling, if I'm not telling, if I'm not directing, I'm not accessing what's in the faith dimension. Do you see this? So God brought them to the man. See, that that gives us a revelation. There are things that I need to do that God's not going to do. I need to do it. Is that right? Right? You know, we, we, we will say in the, in the New Testament that there's not one New Testament scripture that God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit is going to do anything about the devil. And that's absolutely the truth. That responsibility is given to us. Hallelujah. If, if you have unsaved children, whose responsibility is it to save them? God's. What's your responsibility? Call them saved. Oh, that was weak. What what what's your responsibility? Call them saved. Yeah, but they're not acting saved. The elephant wasn't an elephant till Adam called it an elephant. Everybody else might be calling them something else. Little heathen. Sinner on his way to hell. Somebody's got a call. That child, what God says they are. No, my children are saved. They're following the plan of God for their life. Amen. What did you just do? You reached into the faith dimension. And now things can start happening for your child. Angels can start operating on your behalf where they're concerned. Uh, Interaction with people that can share the gospel with them can begin to occur. Because you use your authority to set things in motion. Glory to God. Amen. Words are not just negative and positive. I wouldn't say nothing negative. Well, that's fine, but what are you saying? And are you saying anything? Glory to God. I say glory to God. The things in your life, you need to do less thinking and more talking. Got to talk to it first. If you don't tell it what to do, God can't give you any ideas about it. If, if, if you won't tell it what to do, God can't give you any ideas about it. You got to talk to your finances. You got to tell your checkbook it's blessed. You got to tell your bank account that it's prosperous. You got to tell it it's full. See, what are you calling it? If you're constantly calling it broke, well, yeah, you get those negative words. You get whatever you say. Jesus said you'd have whatever you say. So so you can pull your wallet out or pull your checkbook out and say, I call you prosperous. I call you overflowing. I call you with more than enough. Pull it up online and look at your savings account and look at your other accounts and tell them, I call you full in Jesus' name. Amen. Point at your savings account and say, I will see $10,000 in you in the name of Jesus. Yeah, but pastor, it can't be that easy. Okay, you said it. It can't. It cannot be that easy for you. Because you said it cannot be that easy. And it's not just because you said something negative. You used your authority to bind up ease and make things hard. Right? Watch this. Brother Jim is a brother of mine and a a good friend of mine. Known him for a number of years. Watch how easy uh, this is. Uh, uh, Wednesday, you want to meet at the spot and run? Okay. We got a spot we meet at and run. How easy was that? Now watch this. You don't want to meet me and run, do you? (laughs) Now wait a minute. He's laughing, but I know why he's laughing. Because both of us at times, we don't want to meet each other and run. If I use my authority to give him an out. Don't use your authority to give poverty an inroad into your life. Do you see what I'm saying? When you say, I'm broke. Prosperity runs from you. And broke shows up. Well, yeah, because it's negative. Mm -mm, You told it to show up. What I tell one to go and he goes. I tell another to come and he comes. I tell brokenness to go and I tell more than enough to show up. Present yourself. Stand here in front of me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. It's it's that faith dimension. Do you see that? Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What could go right, for many doesn't go right, because they're always using their authority to stop it. Well, every time something good starts happening, I'm just, I'm waiting on the other foot to drop. What? I was talking to a Christian one time. A Christian. A Bible believer. Or a Bible reader, one. And and they'd had a couple bad things happen. Is there anybody in here that would raise your hand and say, you've never had anything bad happen in your life? If you do, we'll pray for you. You're lying. Everybody has had bad things occur in their life. Everybody. But here's the thing. He had had a couple bad things happen. And he was talking to me. And he said, well, I'm just dreading the next thing. I said, what? He said, well, you know, they come in threes. (laughs) What? I, I just had to. You're a pastor. I need Pastor Larry up here. I feel like I'm lightheaded. Do do I need to tell you the third thing came? Why? He called it. What if after the first thing he'd said, no, 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 I will not be devoured. This will not happen in my life. You're not doing this. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do do you see this? Your authority frees you from things and protects you from things. Oh, hallelujah. Look at Romans 4. What are you calling it? well, I, I sure would like things to be better. That's not calling. That's talking about. You can't talk about things and change things. You got to talk to things because that's how authority works. Have you ever, have you ever been, had somebody talking about you and you knew they were talking about you but they wouldn't just tell you what they wanted? Right? Come on, husbands. You know what I'm talking about. Your wife will walk by the trash. Boy, that trash stinks. That's code. Take out the trash. <laughs> DJ said, that's code. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even married and he knows. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't you like it much better when they... Ladies, please understand, we need to be told what to do. If you say something and your husband goes... Have mercy on him. That's real. No, it's, he's not pretending. If he says, I don't get it. He don't. He don't get it. Have mercy. Right? Just say what you want. What, Honey, can you take the trash out? Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Right? Because talking about the trash doesn't get the job done. You got to tell it what to do. Oh, glory. I wish things would get better. There's no authority in wishing. Oh, it'd be nice. Yes, it would. It would be nice. It'd be real nice if things would change. How's it going to change? You got to tell it to change. I, I, I didn't say pray about it. The Lord told Charles Capps, he said He said, if my people would learn the power of their words, lengthy prayers would be unnecessary. I'm not saying you shouldn't pray. There's tremendous power available in prayer. But there are people that'll go pray two hours about something that they could change in five minutes of talking to it. Amen. Think, think, think about this. You have need of, of wisdom. You need wisdom in a certain situation. Well, James chapter 1 says that if you lack wisdom, ask. Of the Amplified Bible says the giving God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given to you. Now that's a promise that's in the word of God. Why is the promise in the word of God for you to say it? Act on it and then say it. You act on it. Father, I need wisdom in this situation. Thank you for your wisdom. And then what do you do? Wisdom come to me now. And then when the problem arises, what do you say? No, 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 I've received the wisdom of God where that's concerned. Right now, the wisdom of God is working on me. If the wisdom of God's got to wake me up tonight, it'll wake me up tonight. But I've got the wisdom of God in this situation. Amen. Hallelujah. And then what do you say? Confusion, go. Confusion, leave. Is that, wouldn't that be a sound mind? A clear mind? Yes, sir. But there are people you know and I know that live their life in a fog and it's a self-induced fog brought on by their own authority. They're confused because they use their authority to make themselves confused. I don't know what to do. I don't have it. My my grandmother was the world's worst for this. That was that you knew something was coming. If if Mamaw went, it's coming. Somebody's going to get a whipping, or she's going to say something. She'd go, I just don't have any idea. And she'd just wring her hands. God bless her, good godly woman. I just don't have any idea. Don't have any idea whatsoever. Well, that time I didn't have any idea about things either. <laughs> but, but think about that. Now, now, if you say that, just laugh, if, if, right? But, but here's the thing. How many people do that? I, I don't have any idea. I can't figure it out. I don't know. This, this whole thing doesn't make sense to me. I can't see my way clear to figure that out. I don't have any idea. Don't ask me. I'm just as dumb as you are. You'll hear people say that. <laughs> Why would you ever bring use your authority to be dumb? Do, do you know dumb comes just like wisdom comes? Right? Now have you received the wisdom of God? I say have you received the wisdom of God? That's what you say. I have received the wisdom of God. I call myself full of wisdom. Amen. I have all wisdom. I have the spirit of might, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel. It does rest upon me in the name of Jesus. Yes, Amen? Amen? Am I helping you? Yes, sir. Then James 4, 2, you know what it says? It says you have not because you ask not. Now wait a minute. What did Jesus say? He said, whatever you ask, I'll do it. What's the key? What's that? How do you ask? What's that? With your words. What, what do your words carry? So when you ask, you're one in authority. You carry authority with Jesus. So it's not just asking, oh, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, please do this. That, that's not asking. That's begging. People in authority don't beg. I, I, I have employees in this ministry, and I treat everybody fair, and I'm nice to everybody. I'm, I'm a sweet guy. I really am. <laughs> but, but I don't beg. Right? Right? If, if I need Pastor Larry to do something on the, the days that he's here, I don't come and say, Pastor Larry, would you please, if you got the time, if you can see your way clear. Wait a minute. There's a name on that paycheck. And it's mine. Right? So I'm going to be nice, but I'm in authority. Whatever I ask, I expect it to be done. Because I'm in Authority. He's a man under authority. And when he obeys the authority and operates in authority, authority produces dividends for him. When you go to Jesus and you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you've just entered into the realm of authority, which means you've just split the faith dimension. Now, whatever I need is at my disposal. And Jesus said in the book of John, he went this far in the Greek, he said, and if I don't have it, the Father will make it. Why? Authority. You see that? Your authority reaches to the throne of God himself. And God has bound himself with a covenant. To respond to those in authority. <sighs> do you see that? Whatever you ask the Father in my name. Well what is the name of Jesus? The badge of authority. Is that right? It, it is uh, what they call it. The power of attorney. The name of Jesus. Glory to God. Did you find Romans chapter 4? Now, we, we know this in context. He's talking about Abraham, but notice what he says. As it is written, I made you a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Is that what it says? What does God do? God Calls, is that right? He calls things that be not as though they were. Calls things that be not. As though they were. Now now God is all authority. All power. And yet when He sees something. That needs to be there and isn't there. He doesn't say oh it's not there. He calls for what isn't. When when a person looks at their life, if, if there's no peace, how many believers talk about how there's no peace? There's no having peace, just don't have any joy, just no peace. If you don't see something, what are you supposed to do? Call for it. I tell one to come and he comes. I tell peace to come and it shows up. Is that right? Abram, in Genesis 15, you'll remember this from our teaching on the blood covenant. In Genesis 15, verse 1, God showed up to him and said, "Uh, uh, uh, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. And Abram said to to the Lord, he said, What could you possibly give me, watch, seeing I'm still childless? Now, the Bible doesn't implicitly say this, but think about this from what we know. Was God withholding a child from Abraham Abraham and Sarah? Answer is no. If God wasn't withholding it, who could have been stopping it? Don't, don't we get some insight into it with the way he responded to God? What could you give me? I'm still childless. And what God say? This, watch, was he still childless? In the natural, was he still childless? What did God who calls things that be not as though they are say? This will not be your heir. One that comes out of your own body will be your heir. What, what did Abraham say? I don't have a child what God say? Oh, you're going to have a child. Right? Yes, sir. And then we see the verse that changed everything for Abram. And Abram believed God. Yes. Yep. What did he believe about God? What God said. What God called. Think about this for a moment. If God has called you it. God cannot lie. Yeah, but I don't see it in me. You just keep calling what God said you are. You call yourself what God called you, and what God called you will become evident in your life. Mm. But if you don't call it the way God calls it, you can't have what God called. Come on, sir. Amen. Let's, let's use a very simple example. God called you healed. Yeah, but I don't feel healed. That's not the issue. What are you going to call yourself? If you don't feel healed, then you don't see healing healing is not manifest what do you do when healing's not manifest you call things that are not as though they are yes. Yes, but what what's the key here this is what i want to keep coming back to what's the key call call see what what, what do you call for what do you call for what do, what do you call for if you're calling for it by virtue of your authority it's coming I need you to see that very clearly tonight. You don't have a choice about that. If you're calling it, it's coming. Good or bad. Indifferent, it's coming. I'll tell you what, nothing ever goes my way. Okay. I know that's negative. No, no. It's a misuse of your, it's an abuse of your authority. To use your authority to call something into your life that Jesus died to set you free from. It's an abuse of your ability to change things. Every time someone talks about, uh, I, and I, I'll get in trouble. When, when somebody, oh, let me use this, this is not near as bad. I'm just broke. I'm so broke I can't pay attention. Wolf comes to our house. He got to bring a picnic lunch. (laughs) Right? That's an abuse of your authority. Did 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Did the Bible say this. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Amplified Bible says that for that he was so very rich, yet, here's some wonderful words, for your sake, he became so very poor that you through his poverty might be rich. What's that telling you? Jesus became poor in your place so you could become rich. Now, why would we ever abuse our authority by calling ourselves poor when Jesus died to take it away? I, I remember the day I decided, Jesus, you paid such a high price for my healing. I'm just not going to be sick. I'm, I'm done being sick. Doesn't mean... Things haven't attacked my body or I haven't fought different things. But here's the point. I remember the day I just decided, no, wait a minute. That was a high price. Somebody died. So I wouldn't have to be sick. Now, why would I call for what Jesus died to free me from? It's an abuse of our authority. In the face of... Of defeat you call victory well this you know pastor this is what they said they said this what's the Bible say so what if some did not believe shall the unbelief of some make the faith of God without effect God forbid the Apostle Paul said in the book of Romans when he stood up in front of that when when, when, he, when he was writing that letter and he made the statement he said. He said this. He talked about uh, 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 height or depth or persecution or naked or, or nakedness or famine or pestilence or sword. He said, "If God be for us, who name them? If they can be against me, write them down. See, that's authority. If God's for me, is he?" then what's your response to those things? But God's for me. God's for me. You can't win. That, see, I'm exercising my authority. I can't go broke. Broke's not in my covenant. Right? When everything's bad. There's shortages everywhere. I just, ooh, it just bothers me. I just, just wonder what's going to happen next shortage because you're using your authority to get it there are people under the sound of my voice you've not went to the grocery store yet not been able to get what you need because we've been answering with our authority I don't expect to be affected and if you don't expect to be affected you won't be affected am I helping you? oh hallelujah look up mark 11 faith dimension we, we're not even really getting into the faith dimension we're this is our authority if you're not willing to say it you don't really want it if you want it you'll say it and if you want it bad enough you'll say it a lot oh hallelujah I'm going to say this. Lord, I'll say that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There are people under the sound of my voice. Your better house is on the other side of your mouth. But but when you look at a house and you go, well, my Lord, I couldn't ever afford that. Okay. See, it's not just negative. You used your authority to make sure you can't afford it. (laughs) well well, pastor I I, I don't want to be foolish it's not foolish to trust in what God said and act on what he said think about this when God brought the people of Israel into the promised land he said I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build is that right? What should they have went in expecting? Houses. houses. He said in the book of Deuteronomy, at the end of Deuteronomy, he said, "Yeah, I've done what I said. I brought you in and I gave you houses. I gave you vineyards. I gave you wells that you didn't dig. Look, look how mindful God is. He brought them into a land that they didn't even have to dig a well in." They just came in and started living in houses. They just came in and started reaping the benefits of the crops. Under a covenant that we were brought into by the blood of Jesus. And we have better promises based on a better sacrifice. Now, I'm... I'm, I'm not, I'm not fussing at anybody. I, I'm, I, I want us to grow. And yet, we with a better covenant will talk about we can't have something because that's, that's too far out there. That's, that's out of my reach. That's above my pay grade. Hmm. Ever cross your mind that none of the Israelites that possessed the land of Canaan ever had a job? They never made a paycheck. And yet they got the whole land. God does not look at what He wants to bring you and consult what's in your bank account to determine if you qualify. Doesn't the Bible let us know He qualifies the unqualified? Hallelujah. So your house is in that faith dimension. But the, in the faith dimension, you got to call, you got to decree, and you got to say. I got to call it. What do I call myself? Blessed. What do I call myself? Healed. What do I call myself? Prosperous. What do I call myself? Wisdom filled. What do I call myself? Everything God called me. See, now, I just released all of that from the faith dimension. Oh, I have the wisdom of God. I have perfect knowledge of every situation. That just came out of the faith dimension. Because where is it? What, what, remember 1 Corinthians chapter 2? it says that there are things that God has made ready and keeps waiting for them that love him. Is that right? Are, are they made ready? Are they waiting? For who? Those that love him. How many of y'all love the Lord? The rest of y'all didn't raise your hands you don't love the Lord? I love the Lord and I won't take it back. Right? But here's the thing. Do you love the Lord? Then all those things have been made ready and are kept waiting for you. Well, Pastor, if they're made ready and kept waiting, you know, how do I get them? I tell one to go, and he goes. I tell another to come, and he comes. Isaiah 59.1, is the Lord's hand shortened that he can't save? Right? Glory to God. When you, 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 you're, you're, you're looking at things, it's better for you to say something like this. I can have a house like that. That may not be the one, but I got one somewhere. Yeah, but Pastor, you know this economy. Yeah, I know God. God's limited in a bad economy. He just, you know. His arm just gets short. Runs around like a T-Rex. I want to help you, but I got really short arms and a really big head. No, no. I'm I'm going to be done in just a few minutes. Am I helping you? It's in that faith dimension. When you start living out of the faith dimension. You will never want to live any other way. How do you get. I tell one to go. And he goes. I tell another to come. And he comes. I tell this one to do this. And he does it. Hallelujah. When uh, Pastor Michelle and I were believing for something. It was actually where Liliana is concerned. And uh, we were believing God. And, the, and, and, and I've got a message called Step by Step. You can get it. It's, it's, uh, I think it's online. It's, we might have it out there. I don't know. It's just a single, step by step. And, and I talked about how the Lord will give you steps. When you're believing God for something, he'll give you steps. And, and the first thing he'll do is give you the word to stand on. Well, the word he gave me to stand on was uh, when a man's ways please the Lord, he'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him and that 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 struck me because when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies will be at peace with him. Everybody will be at peace with me, including my enemies. hallelujah. And I would say that every day. My enemies are at peace with me. When you say that. When your enemies think about you, a calmness comes over them. But how many times have you heard people say, they don't like me. They hate me. They don't want anything to do with me. They think I'm the devil's brother. Isn't it funny? That's how they treat you. Because you used your authority. Why Brother John say, oh, I got... Quiet and faith builders, Presbyterian. How much easier is it to say, they're at peace with me. Everybody likes me. Yeah, but everybody don't like me. Okay. But you need them to like you. How much easier would it be on you if they liked you? They'll never like me. Okay. And you remember what God said to the people of Israel, to Moses about the people of Israel? You tell them as they have spoken in my ears. That's how it's going to be. No, no, no. I I do not leave anything to chance. Everything I need is in that faith dimension. And I I can access it like pulling apples off a tree. But I've I've got to exercise my authority. Mark 11, are you there? Let me hurry. Mark 11, verse 23. Truly I say to you that whosoever shall say. Now, I know you know this, but let's ask the question. What is the focus here? What do I have to do? Got to say it. Whosoever will say to this mountain. Boy, mountain, I'd sure like you to move. Be nice if that mountain would move. Boy, life would be a lot easier if that mountain wasn't there. Is that what it said? No. It said, you tell the mountain to be removed. I tell one to go and it goes. What happens when you tell the mountain to move? And shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe. That what you say will come to pass. You'll have what you say. Isn't that interesting? Now we've read that, and and I'm not trying to give you anything earth shattering or brand new. But people have read that verse, hey man, I'll have whatever I say. Boy, I got a splitting headache. Yes, amen, hallelujah, I'll have whatever I say. My husband's a devil. He don't want to serve God. He just. Right? Oh, hallelujah, I have what I say. I'll tell you what, I just can't catch a break. Right? Do you believe that you'll have Whatever you say. Because if you believe you'll have whatever you say, your life is about to change drastically. Because I'm about to access those things that are made ready and kept waiting for me. So you see a mountain. Right? What do you do to it? Talk to it. Not about it. What do you do? Tell it to leave. Tell it to what? Be removed and be cast into the sea. Is that right? Sickness, you be removed out of my body and you be cast into the sea in Jesus' name. Poverty, you be cast out of my life in Jesus' name. Well, how does it go? By your authority. You, at your core, are a spirit. A spirit created everything that we see. Everything in the earth has a spiritual genesis. Money is spiritual. Sickness is spiritual. Poverty is spiritual. Wealth is spiritual. A spirit created all of it. Do you see what I'm saying? And and words are spirit. Words never die. There are people that say, "Well, you know, we're just laboring under a generational curse." No, you're not. You're laboring under dumb words. If you're if you're a Christian, you've been redeemed from the curse. Don't empower the devil by talking about how you're under a curse. See, don't use your authority to do that. Yeah. yeah, it's just the curse in my family. All the men in my family act that way. He just like his daddy. Why, why would you curse your child that way? You just used your authority to say they're going to act just like their father. His daddy was no good, and I'm telling you, he's headed down the same road. Why would you do that? That's drastic, but why would you do that? When there's a good life in the faith dimension for that child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've learned this. I've learned this. I've learned this. From, From the day Liliana was born. And, and came home with us. Pastor Michelle has called her her joy baby. Joy baby, joy baby, joy baby. Joy baby, joy baby, joy baby. That child never fussed about going to bed. Never woke up in the night screaming. Now, I'm not saying if a child does that, something's wrong. I'm saying it was joy, 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 joy. Is it any wonder she's nothing but joy? She's like, it is right. I want to know what it means when I say it. If you're married in here, what's the Bible say your wife is? Here you go, a good thing. Why would you ever talk about her otherwise? What's the Bible say about us husbands? We love our wives as Christ loves the church. Isn't that what we learned Friday night? We love our wives as Christ loved the church. Why would we have to think otherwise? You know, my husband's struggling with that a little bit. That's okay. Keep calling him. My husband loves me as Christ loves the church. My husband gives himself for me. My wife is a good thing. Amen. Amen. I don't want to call her a thing. My wife's a good. (laughs) Many women have done great, but my wife excels them all. Right? So he said, you'd have whatever you say. You got time for one more verse? Let's go over to uh, Hebrews 11. And we'll close with this. We'll close here. We'll, we'll, actually, we'll hit pause and pick up back here Wednesday night. You know, I believe that so much. We, we have a, a little dog. And uh, Lily decided that her name needed to be Trixie. That's a cute name. Trixie means this, bringer of joy. When I want to get aggravated at her, because I'm on my knees scrubbing, because something was done inside, supposed to be outside. Hmm. I've told her a couple of times, you know, you're not as expensive as this house. We we can't live without the house. We can live without you. <laughs> then I gotta remember, she's a bringer of joy. Yeah. Hebrews eleven, verse three, through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, I'm not gonna get into this in depth because I wanna be conscious of your time. It does not say that God created things out of nothing. You'll hear people say, God created the world out of nothing. No, he didn't. If something was created, there had to be a substance. I mean, think about it. You know, we look at ourselves, we look at ourselves in the mirror, and we don't think That at one time in your existence, number one, you didn't exist naturally. And it took two components to produce you, a seed and an egg. The seed fertilized the egg. You didn't just poof. Well, you know, I'm pregnant. No, there was substance The Bible talks about your substance when you were knit in your mother's womb. God did not step out, as people say, on the edge of nothing and create something out of nothing. Something comes from something. You know what comes from nothing? Nothing. Here's my point. Listen. If you are saying nothing, what are you getting? Nothing. If you want something, what do you got to say? Something. When God said, let there be light, light already existed in the faith dimension. God called for it. Do you you understand that? Well, light didn't exist. That's wrong. God is light. It says God resides in light. So you can't say light didn't exist and God was light. What does God do? Romans 4:17. Calls those things that be not, the things that be not may not be being in your life, but they already exist. And they already exist in the faith realm. That's why I've got to call them into the place that they don't exist yet. So when God said, let there be light, light showed up because God called it. Where was light? It's already there. Everything you need is just in that realm. But I have to decree it, call it, and say it. I'll close with this. Job twenty-two twenty-eight 28 says, you shall also decree a thing, and it shall be established to you. Now, well, wait a minute. If it's going to be established to you, what do you got to do? You got to decree it. And to decree it, what do you got to do? Say it. Right? When you walk in your house tonight, why don't you decree this is a blessed house? I call you blessed in Jesus' name. Touch the walls. I call you blessed walls in Jesus' name. This is a prosperous household. Wealth and riches are in my house. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was I was looking the other day at at uh, 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 a list I have on on a some yellow. Pad, paper and I had made this list years ago and it's it's I've used it so much it's wearing out but I went to the part that I had called our house because we moved here and the Lord told me he said uh, this is where I want you to base from and and live here and so I wanted a house and my wife wanted a house and we decided what kind of house we wanted and I set about writing it out In my house are all pleasant and precious riches. In my house are nice draperies. In my house are antiques. In my house are fine furnishings. All based on the scripture. And you know one day I was looking at that list and looking at my house. And I'm living in what I said. I mean down to the color of the brick. I didn't want white brick, I didn't want gray brick, I didn't want red brick. I wanted the color brick we got. Amen. My my wife wanted a certain kind of floors. And then we walked in the house, it's amazing when you step into something that's just what you said. Cuz you've called it. I'm not just talking about houses. It's going to be amazing, the more you talk about your marriage, how one day you're just going to wake up with what you've been saying. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. If you're single in here, what are you calling for? Need me a man. Oh, Jesus. That's it? Just any old man will do? What kind of man? What's he need to look like? Amen. I'll tell you the first thing you need to call a job. Every boy needs a job, <laughs> right? That—that's important. Well, Pastor, I need you to pray with me. My clock's ticking. So's mine. It's seven fifty-eight. Don't <laughs> want to be an old maid. You'd be better off being an old maid than being with just a man. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I'm serious. When you see him, you'll know him because you've been describing him to yourself. You mean my man's in the faith dimension? Mm-hmm. And if you're a single man, your woman's there too. That's important. And then next thing you know, you're walking with the person that you called. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Let's stand up. I'll keep preaching. I haven't been with y'all for a couple of weeks, so. Whew. Oh, hallelujah. God's good to us. Don't forget tomorrow night, if you're available, corporate prayer at 630. And then, of course, Wednesday night we'll be back with another great word from the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the blessing of the Lord. I decree over your people, Father, that they are kept. Kept by the power of God. You said in the book of Job that in the time of trouble you would keep them from seven enemies. Father, you said that you would keep them safe in a time of war. The sword would not come near them. And you said in the latter part of those verses, Lord, that in the time of famine they would laugh because it would not come near them. I declare that we do not expect to be affected By what's going on in the world. And we prosper. Even in times of drought for the world. Father we prosper. Because we are in another kingdom. And we receive it in the name of Jesus.